Hey friend, do you want to offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work, and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. I can remember when working internally at a national nonprofit, managing up to 10 projects at once. They were in various stages of the process. They had different subject matter experts and different people approving the projects. They were different lengths, different modalities, and I had to keep up with all of them. Project management is a key skill in learning and development teams. So when Jamie Asani and I connected about bringing you an episode on project management, I knew we had to get it scheduled. Jamie is a pro at managing projects, and she supports nonprofits all over the country and provides a lot of project management training. She is the perfect person to join us today to give us tips for juggling multiple projects at once. Let's dive in. It's learning for good. All right. I am so excited to have Jamie Azdani on with me today to talk about managing our training projects. After more than 14 years in higher education and libraries, Jamie turned her experience managing teams, projects, and change, and her passion for leadership development into Yazdani Consulting and Facilitation, where she helps mission-driven organizations lead more impactful projects, teams, and planning. Jamie is a certified project management professional and disciplined agile scrum master. With more than 16 years of experience managing a portfolio of innovative projects and planning initiatives. Jamie also has extensive experience designing and delivering engaging face-to-face and online training sessions and facilitating meetings and programs. Jamie has actively served on boards of several nonprofits and professional associations, working in leadership, marketing, programming, and mentoring functions. She holds a Master of Library and Information Science degree from Louisiana State University and a Master of Technology Management degree from the University of Maryland Global Campus. Without further ado, welcome Jamie. Thank you, Heather. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited for you to join us and tell us all the things we need to know about managing multiple training projects at once. It is complex and we often, as L&D leaders, find ourselves in that position where we or our team members are managing so many different things, so many different players at one time. But before we get into those tips, I always like to start with getting to know my guests a little bit and allowing my audience to get to know you a little bit as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your career journey. Yeah, so it's been a winding journey. So as you said, I have a career in in libraries before I was a consultant. I actually started working at my university's library as a student. And then for about a year after graduation, and then I moved into corporate roles in marketing and accounting departments, but I decided librarianship was what I wanted to do as a career. So I went back to school, got my master's degree, and started working in academic libraries. But I moved up really, really quickly. And so I spent most of my career 
in management and leadership roles, including director roles. Along the way, because I was working in academia, I developed and delivered a lot of training. I was also involved in volunteer work with professional associations. And that's really where my passion for leadership and team development grew. Being a supervisor, also working with these professional associations, I just loved leadership and team development. I got burned out in higher ed and libraries, which is a probably a whole podcast episode on its own. But I started my own consulting firm after that. And I was going to focus on training and, and leadership development. But folks kept asking me to help them manage projects and planning, which I had done a lot of in my career. That second master's in technology management. I learned a lot about project management, change management. And so I did end up pivoting my business. I got my PMP certification and then just pulled all of those experiences, projects, planning, teams, training into Yasani Consulting and Facilitation. And so as you said, I help mission-driven organizations and nonprofits, government, education, libraries lead more impactful projects, teams, and planning. And I offer training on a lot of those topics as well. Yeah, I love to see how you were able to bring all of those things that you enjoy and things that you're good at together into a single business. And it really is a single focus, even though you have the kind of project and planning and team support, and you're able to do that training and facilitation as well. So it's always fun to see how careers come together and launch us exactly where we need to be. All right, so we're talking managing multiple training projects at one time. Before we get into those tips, why is it important to manage projects well? Why should we care? Yes, so projects are the way organizations are structuring their work these days. And so instead of just thinking about continuing operations, we really are thinking about project work. So project management supports us in more collaborative work. It helps us get people, resources together to achieve goals and objectives. So if we think it's important to manage our work well, to manage our teams and our relationships well, then it's going to be important to make sure that we're managing our projects well. I would add to that sometimes folks don't think of their work their collaboration, their effort, their initiative, their training that they're building as a project. So they often don't think project management strategies are going to be relevant to them. But when I'm doing project management training, I always point out how broad the definition of a project really is. And so the Project Management Institute, which is the International Association for Project Managers, has this super broad definition, which I love. And so... A project is just a temporary endeavor undertaken to create a unique product, service, or result. And so if we think about learning and development, a lot of what you might be calling a program, a training, an initiative really is a project. It's something you're working on it temporarily and you're creating something unique, whether it's unique to the world, which is awesome and wonderful, but more likely it's unique to your organization, your client, your team. And so I do think a lot of what folks are working on are projects. And so the tools of project management really do apply. And I think particularly in learning and development work, where you are trying to create buy-in, 
you're trying to get collaboration, you're trying to get action from diverse groups of people, project management strategies are actually built to work well outside of a hierarchy. So it's built for collaboration when you don't have authority over people, which most learning and development work, you're building things for people who don't report to you. Right. So the strategies apply. So that's a long answer to if you're managing people, if you're trying to get people to work together and you want to do that well, then you need to manage your projects well. Absolutely. So much of learning and development is collaborative. So to have a way that you can bring people together to engage them towards certain goals and to just keep everyone focused and influence the team is really important. So I agree wholeheartedly with your explanation. So what complexities start to come up when you're managing multiple projects at once? Again, learning and development teams are often managing projects, even if they're not calling them a project. But a lot of times, they're managing more than one. So what are the complexities that come up when you start managing multiple projects at one time? So I think the challenge is it's one thing to learn how to manage one project well, which often when people are getting project management training or reading about it, that's really what the focus is. But I think every project you add onto that adds a degree of difficulty to each of the projects that you're managing. And so most of us too aren't just managing a project. We may also have other responsibilities that are ongoing, which adds an additional degree of difficulty. But I think that the complexities that really come up for most people are time management and prioritization. And so you know, how do we manage our team's time well, but also our own time well when we have all of these things that we're juggling? But also, how do you prioritize time when you have multiple projects pulling on you. And so if you have three tasks to complete today for three different projects, which one do you tackle first? If one of them takes longer than you think it's going to, which one do you drop? Which one do you push off until tomorrow? And so I think it's really that prioritization that's really challenging. And also if you're managing a project team, helping your project team members prioritize how they're going to do that work. And so they may have a very different idea of which of those three tasks is the most important one to complete today. And so I think that's really the complexity. If you're just managing one project, you're keeping things moving along. But when you have multiple ones and they're all asking you to do multiple things and there's problems and you're putting out fires, how do you deal with that? So I think that's where the challenge really comes in. Do you wish you could connect with other nonprofit learning and development leaders? I know what it feels like to want someone to bounce ideas off of and to learn from someone who really understands you and your work. Imagine if you could have a simple way to meet people in the field, ask questions and share information. That's why I created the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective where nonprofit L&D, talent management, and DEI leaders can connect with each other quickly and easily in a virtual space. When you join this community, you will walk away with a new, diverse, and powerful network and a sounding board for your staff development needs. So if you're ready to exchange ideas and collaborate with your peers, come join the Nonprofit L&D Collective.
I know even now I'm often managing more than one project at a time. And so I have strategies, things that I've put into place to help stay on top of what needs to be done, how it's going to be done, where are things do, what people need to be involved in the process. So I'm curious, from your perspective, what tips would you give nonprofit L&D leaders who are managing multiple training projects at one time? Yeah, and so there's a couple of things, and I will say these are all things that I do myself. So I'm not telling folks to do theoretical things that, that don't really work. The thing that I would say, really, in a nutshell, it comes down to managing your own time well. And so often as a project manager, and whether you think about it as a project or not, you're thinking about how much time developing a training, developing a program is going to take, but you're often not thinking about your own time in the project management. And so what I tell people first is to make sure that you're assigning concrete deadlines for project tasks. And so this is something you should be doing even if you're just managing one project. I often tell people not to be deadline vague. So instead of saying, I need you to get that training outlined to me by the end of the week or before our next meeting or whatever kind of a vague deadline is, you want to say, I need it by Friday, May 12th or whatever some kind of concrete date is. I always say concrete deadlines set concrete expectations. And so we want to set some concrete deadlines. This is absolutely something I do for myself when I'm building training. I'm in the middle of designing a training right now for a, a training partner. And I broke it down into steps and I set a deadline. This is when I'm going to be doing this particular element, whether it's coming up with the outline or developing materials or doing a run through. I set concrete dates. If you're setting concrete dates though for your project tasks, which you should be doing, there's a kind of a 1B of this tip where you also set due dates for yourself for project management tasks. So these are all the things that you need to do as a project manager to manage the project. And so it could be something like developing a project plan, getting an update, creating some sort of progress report, setting up the meeting agenda for your team meeting. All of those tasks are something that you should think about assigning to yourself, setting due dates for them. I often say that you want to project manage yourself. It's a little bit meta. You want to project manage your project management. But I think that's really probably the most important thing that you can do. My second tip would be to block time to focus on each project. So I often say that if you're only setting aside time for meetings, the tasks that you have to do for a project, and you're not setting aside time for project management tasks, you are going to get very, very overwhelmed. And so for many people, that time blocking really can help. And so if you set aside 30 minutes or an hour each week for each project, that really allows you to kind of see where the project stands, what needs to be done, or people meeting their deadlines. Setting aside that time, I think, can help us not get so overwhelmed and to really have a good understanding of where the project is, which I often think is where people get overwhelmed. They don't know what's happening and they've got so many moving parts. And so setting that time to really focus on each project can help. The other thing, and you actually mentioned this a little bit in your introduction, is to create efficiencies. You said that you have ways that you do things. And so I think if there are things that you are doing 
over and over again across your projects. And this could be either from a project management perspective, but also just from a learning and development perspective. If there are things that are similar across projects, create templates to do those things so that they're the same each time. That's going to save you time. So I often have templates for reminder emails, for reports, for meeting agendas, things that I can just very quickly update. And then I'm not spending as much time on those types of project management tasks. And so if you are managing a lot of projects, it can be very helpful to take some time, step back, think, well, what am I doing across these three projects that are the same? Is there a way that I can create a template or do something for one of those projects that I can repeat for the others? And so I think the the goal here is to not reinvent the wheel with each new project. Each new project may feel different. But in reality, a lot of it is going to be the same. And so a good place to start is those pieces that are project management tasks, because often they're the same across projects. So those are my three tips, set dates, block time, and create efficiencies. I love that. And I'm, I'm giving myself a little check mark by each, by each of those. And those are things that I do as well. So I'm excited to hear that I'm on the right track. I think that to your point, creating efficiencies and looking at what you can do over and over again, I definitely have different projects that I work on, different types of projects that I work on. So I have a project management template for each of those types of projects. There are things that will be customized within that template once I get ready and start thinking through the project plan for each unique project. But I have a starting point and I'm using that template as a starting point. So there's one for if I'm developing a competency model, there's one for developing training, right? So there's the template that becomes that starting point, which just makes it more efficient when I go in to start doing the project planning to your point. So I love those tips. And I think those are definitely tips that people could start to implement right away. If they look, take a look at their calendar, if they take a look at those repeatable processes that they're doing over and over again in their projects, there are probably efficiencies that they can create. There are probably things they can block time on their calendar for, things that maybe they need to set more concrete deadlines for. So those are all really great tips that they can implement right away. So Jamie, thank you so much for joining me today. Do you have any other advice or words of wisdom for anybody looking to start project management or continue project management or improve project management over the next few weeks? No, the only thing I might add is if you're not sure how to create those efficiencies, one of the best strategies I learned when I got my PMP, I had been managing projects for over a decade before I got my PMP. And one of the best things I took away from that is to do project retrospectives. And those can be really simple. Ask three questions. What went well? What didn't go well? And what did we learn? And I think if at the end of each project, you're documenting some of the things that went well, that's a really easy way to say, oh, that reminder email that I worked was using worked really well. That report I was using worked really well. That process for the initial meeting with a client or the user works really well. And if you start thinking about what worked really well, those are the places that you can think about creating some of those efficiencies. But you do need to make time for that. It should be part of your project plan. It should have a date assigned to it. You should do it pretty soon after the project ends. I know it's always something you're moving on to the next thing. You have other projects going on. But building that in is probably one of the best ways to look back and see what's working for you. 
I love that. And as L&D professionals, a lot of times we will include reflection in training, Mm -hmm. but to also include it in the project for ourselves, that's a really great tip and something to add. So thank you for that. Thank you, Jamie, for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. It's been great. Are you managing multiple projects? What are some other ways you've been successful managing multiple projects at one time? Head on over to the Nonprofit Learning and Development Collective to share your tips with our powerful, diverse network of L&D, talent management, and DEI leaders. Grab the link to the group in the show notes, and I'll see you there. Hey, friend. Was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts for your podcast app of choice. Share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready, and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.